Jody Butts. Welcome to the 2020 Network, presented by Interact. COVID-19 is in many ways dragging the future into the present. How we work, where we work, who's essential, and the skills needed to be successful are rapidly changing. Shopify announced last week that it was going digital by default, and that offices will be closed until 2021, but that the goal was for most to work remotely permanently. Thriving on Change is written on the walls of Shopify's offices, but most employees are no longer going to see those walls. To discuss this big shift to a digital workplace, I'm joined today by Brittany Forsyth. Brittany is the Chief Talent Officer at Shopify. She's been with the company since 2010 and previously served as a Senior Vice President of Talent. Over the years, Brittany has been actively involved in a number of HR organizations across North America and currently sits on the HR Committee for Boys and Girls Club of Ontario. Thank you for joining me, Brittany. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. How much of this decision to go digital by default is driven by circumstance versus a desirable strategic direction absent COVID? That's a great question. I mean, it's definitely mixed in the two of those. It's a it's a strategic decision that we've made for the future of our company and what we believe is needed to go forward. And that needed is really driven by the disruption of COVID and what that's brought to the world in general. And so um, COVID really kicked off our our reflection of our old way, our old strategy, and diving into it and bringing it back to first principles to say, does this still make sense? Can we still build a company based on our old philosophy? And and do we believe that's possible? Um, and then from there, and from a lot of research and all the good things, we went towards the digital by default, which is the strategic direction going forward. And I, I mean, a lot of this has COVID showing up and we're kind of meeting it there. But the one differentiator I would say is instead of leading back and waiting to see what happens, we really wanted to be bold and to take control and create some clarity for ourselves and also our employees across the world to say this is going to be permanent. So stop stop thinking about this as a band-aid until we get back. Stop working from the couch on your laptop. This is going to be something we really want to double down. And we believe that as we double down with this, we're going to be able to reimagine things like never before. I'm sure that certainty was really welcome because there's so much uncertainty <laughs> that's you know happening in the world. I mean, a Shopify employee um, is uh, fortunate in the sense that uh, the company is obviously doing really well. Um, but how, you know, what, what, what other types of uncertainty do you think folks are dealing with and, and why were you trying to kind of, you know, provide the clarity around how uh, uh, the workforce is going to work? Yeah. And actually, I, I think we provided a lot of clarity. I don't think we provided a lot of certainty, which has been one of the challenges in communicating this to the team because we have a, a lot of clarity on the direction we want to go and, and what that's going to look like on a very high level but how exactly that comes about there's still so much ambiguity there and there's still so much problem solving to do which is uncomfortable for everyone it's also equally as you know exciting as it is uncomfortable because that's where the creative work comes in and where you get to build a new way but it, it is challenging that's a really sensitive um, perspective on your part. I, I commend you uh, for that. 
Um, so a remote or distributed workforce, obviously not a new idea. Um, there was a piece in the New Yorker recently um, that uh, reminded me and all of the readers that, you know, Timothy Ferris was urging readers to, you know, aggressively negotiate remote work agreements with their employers and then move to parts of the world where the cost of living was low. And it was in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and that was released in 2007. Yeah. Um, right? And so... and I and actually was, just read read that article, and I remember reading the book when it came out, too. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, there seemed to be, you know, some real inevitability and some momentum behind that movement. And then I also remember very clearly that Marissa Meyer... Uh, a memo, you know, uh, launching that basically said, you know, okay, enough of this work from home stuff, um, you know, and that we need to be one Yahoo. So do you think you can still be one Shopify even with this new way of working? Yeah, I'm confident we can. I think that there is going to be a new collective version of Shopify um, that we need to adopt. And 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 so it's going to change, but I, I am absolutely confident that we can achieve that going forward. I think the interesting thing is, you know, I read that article and I thought it was a great one, especially because it brought you through the moments of changing from one physical location to multiple in a global perspective and how hard that adoption of change was. And then going to, to your point, um, testing out remote, but not really adopting it because of different approaches. And what it really grounded for me was two things. The first thing is there's pros and cons to both approaches. There's pros and cons to co-location and um, the benefits you get from the proximity principle and things like osmosis learning. Um, but there's also cons to that. There's boundaries. You can't. You need to relocate people and you lose out on talent. And there's boundaries when internal movements occur. With our digital to default change, there's new pros and cons. And so what we're doing is we're subbing out an old version with a new version. So it means we need to solve for the new challenges that come up. And we also get to take advantage of the new opportunities and the pros that come out. And so I think what you saw with the Tim Ferriss um, versus the Yahoo was they were just debating pros and cons of the time. Um, and I think that's still going to come up in today's time. The major difference, which brings me to the second point, though, is COVID is a disruption across the world. It's a global um, tidal wave that is hitting us all. And that is spawning change that was not possible prior to this. Um, one of my favorite sayings is like, solve it when the problem is ripe. And the problem is ripe right now. We have seen people all around the world tell their employees to work from home. We've seen brick and mortar merchants go online to sell for the sustainability of their companies. Um, and with that, we've created new rituals and new behaviors and new habits that weren't there before. I also think this has created a whole new industry of technologies that are going to be produced to solve for these problems because it's grounded in the core of our safety of our of our humans, um, which is different than what was before. And so I believe that we're, you know, the first of many to go in this direction, but I also get excited by the fundamental change that is occurring in this moment. I look at it more as like an industrial revolution moment of what it's going to do to, uh, to all industries and the way we work. That's interesting. So I, I like this concept of the pros and cons that just exist for, for either choice. And of course, 
uh, no matter which path you take, um, there's a significant amount of investment necessary. If you mm-hmm. are looking to snap back to your office at the you know, earliest opportunity, you're obviously going to have to uh, put a lot of investment um, in you know, redesigning that office to accommodate physical distancing. Um, so, and I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to need to be investment to make, um, working from home be more successful, um, than even it's been to date. So have you, have you thought about yet, you know, what, what kinds of investments, um, Shopify is going to need to make in order to make this a successful, um, strategic shift for employees? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great point because we know that, and actually what we considered originally was um, if we were to go back, what would that look like? We would have to, you know, rip out all of our offices, how they are, and we've spent so much time and intentionality in building them to a whole new version. Um, and can we really go back? And we realized through that that there is no back to normal. There is no more normal. There's back to better. And if we were to try and do that, we would only be, you know, 20 to 30% as good as what was. So instead we wanted to once again, reimagine towards the future. And yeah, we've been thinking about how we invest in that. The first thing that um, I've become really clear on is that the employee experience, which used to be largely in a physical location is now spread out to, to home. And so things like, you know, internet desk set up, um, separating the personal life from work life, we have to think about that and figure out what we want to solve for. What can we make things easier so people are more productive, but also support people in the right ways? Um, And that's completely different than what was in a physical office. And so that's one. Um, Another one is just, you know, even with a largely remote company, uh, we will have people working from home, from physical locations, from, you know, traveling, the way we work is going to be vastly different. And that's what we want to build towards. Um, so it's the fact that no matter where you sign on, you are signing on to a digital device to communicate with your colleagues and there won't be clusters. But we also realize that we have amazing humans and we need things like um you know, trust among each other and safety. And so how we do that, when do we intentionally come together? Um, it's not swinging the pendulum to do either or, it's it's figuring out the new balance of it. You know, one of the things, once again, that New Yorker article kind of brought out for me was that, you know, managers, it, it just really involves a different way of managing when you, when you don't have visible sight lines. Uh, on the people reporting into you. Um, totally. Have you, yeah. Have you gotten to this point yet to kind of think about like, okay, how do how do we invest in our management team to help them be more yeah. effective when maybe they were relying on visual cues previously? Yeah. I mean, the physical location of an office almost acts as a crutch sometimes. And so when you remove that, you realize where you need to really double down. And one of them, to your point exactly, is leadership. Um working in a remote environment, in a distributed environment rather, is a lot more um, expectations on the leader. And so we saw that actually in week one and week two of COVID when we sent people home, we really scrappily built out um, a leading through chaos 
workshop that we did digitally with all of our leads across the company. And it focused on things that were immediate to COVID, such as mental health and supporting our people during um, the wild times of the world, but also through how do you hold conversations around impact and performance when you are distributed. And some of it's just a reminder because we've been doing it as a global company um, for years, but we did need to restate some of that, build it out, um, and then also do things like there is new expectations. You need to create more structure when you are distributed. You can't, once again, assume or use the crutch of a pass-by in a hallway um, because you're not getting that. And so we have new expectations, new tips and tricks that we give our leads um, to help them go forward. But um, I think it also takes just time and adopting. And what has got me really hopeful in this is just seeing our leads step up in the first few months of COVID as an inclination of what we're going to be you know, continuously able to do. And have uh, there been, like, have you had a discussion about maybe, you know, how do we measure the success of this project? Are there, are there a new set of metrics or do you keep your, your, the metrics that, that you're monitoring the same to actually see if there's a change? It's interesting. I just had this conversation with a few um, people at Shopify the other day because there was, um, someone who kind of came to me and said, well, we must be looking at success in a vastly different way. And what are our OKRs and how are we going to measure this? And my view was, you know, this is like the infinite game. We need to think of the new end state. And that end state, actually, when you think about it, remains largely the same, which is to build an amazing company where the best and most, you know, talented humans want to and are able to come work for you. And now I would say the caveat being wherever they are, but then ensuring that we have the right environment for them to thrive and build an amazing product, build an amazing company and support our merchants everywhere. And that hasn't changed. The only change there is wherever you are, which to me is the exciting part because it gives us the ability to match the life's work with living your best life. And that's that's a new opportunity for some that we weren't able to provide before because, once again, we had those boundaries of locations or geographies. Um, I want to pick up on something you said earlier. Um, you talked about, you know, sort of, and, and just what you mentioned right now, sort of, you know, living that best life. I've, I've heard from a few people that they're they're not working from home. They're living at work. Yeah. <laughs> how, are you, how are you helping folks, you know, figure out what, what may be just, you know, a whole new suite of strategies that they've never really had to draw upon before. Yeah, someone said to me the other day, they said, am I um, am I working from home or am I sleeping at the office? And <laughs> I love that quote because I was like, oh, I think we've all gone through that in the early days. I think the biggest thing around that is permanency. I think when people are considering this as a short-term solution to then go to back to something or go, you know, towards something new, it, it becomes the Band-Aid fix and you have a hard time being self-aware of the situation or even just creating permanency to set up um, the proper habits and uh, rhythm to what this new way forward is. And so what we've really been trying to do is, you know, once again, give that clarity so people can can land in the reality of what is and start to be hopeful towards what is the future and what 
is possible to build. Um, we also have an amazing team of coaches at Shopify who have been tremendous in this work. And so we do something called coaching uh, corners and anyone can sign up for them. They're 30 minutes and you get to sit down and talk with um, an amazing life coach, professional coach. And we find that really helps to unblock some of these, you know, internal tensions or, or challenges we're going through because so much of what this is is self-driven towards a better solution. And so what we, you know, what I expect from Shopify and myself, my team is provide the right foundational elements for people to build upon. And I think we're starting to do that. And part of that was with this clarity and a lot of new builds and, and work around that. But it does require individuals to recommit to this way forward and to do the work themselves to figure out what what changes need to be made. Um, so one of the things I was reflecting on personally in anticipation of our talking was um, when I first got a BlackBerry, right? It used to be you could really only be contacted unless, you know, the place was metaphorically burning down, um, you know, when you were in the office. And and um, I had a colleague who refused to take a BlackBerry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, why? Like, I'm super excited about this because at the time I had young kids and I was like, now I can, you know, stay connected and I don't have to feel guilty when, you know, I have to leave at what seems like a weird hour to pick up my kids because those happen to be, you know, the, the daycare hours. Um, but then I started to realize, oh, people don't view it as the same. Like if I phone yeah. into a meeting, you know, it's, it's, you know, not frowned upon, but, you know, there's kind of like a little grimace, like, you know, oh, well, she's phoning in. The rest of us are here. Um, right. right. So so do you have you, you know, um, thought about like are certain members of the Shopify team going to be lifted up by this experience? And yeah. do you think some will, you know, be more challenged by it? Yeah. I mean, what you just described um, was something that was definitely in the norm pre-COVID at Shopify because we were uh, very intentionally co-located and built around these um, physical locations. If you were someone that wasn't in that location, you were at a disadvantage. And we actually talked about this very honestly, that you have the opportunity to relocate to this team, um, but there's other considerations. So we have chosen both you and I as a company that we're going to um, build around you being in a different location, but that's going to come with challenges. And so if you were in Toronto and everyone was in Ottawa, you were sitting on your own looking at a screen while everyone else was in a room. I would say it was more so that reason than, for example, someone leaving with kids just because we have um, a lot of young demographics with kids and we make it, we talk a lot about how that's acceptable and we've worked hard on that. But definitely um, the primary example I said, that was a disadvantage. And so the biggest unblocker that gives going forward with the digital by default is there will never be a collection of people with than other people on the outside. We were all going through the same experience to have a conversation. And so for our international folks, for our folks that are working remote on a largely co-located, previously co-located team, this just opens up the opportunities for them and the ways of working. Um, so very, very excited on that. But I think to your point of boundaries of, you know, I don't want to be always on, it's such a valid concern and I think we all have to work to that because we teach people how to, you know, what to expect from ourselves. And 
I realize that the company as a whole needs to to hold what we expect and create norms and behaviors around that. But then on top of that, the individual comes in. And so I hope that as a company, we are making it once again, very acceptable, especially now, you know, whenever a kid pops into uh, a hangout or like we even have kids coming on when we do our town hall to jump in with Craig or Harley or name the exec. And we take a moment to say hi and embrace it and acknowledge life and the realities of it right now because we're all going through it and the beauty of it. Um, But you definitely need to build your own boundaries on top of it. And part of actually, sorry, I'm rambling slightly here, but um, part of the benefit of digital by default, too, is the new ability to to mix synchronous communication and collaboration with asynchronous. Um, and so we've done that globally a bit, but I think we're going to definitely lean into that quite a bit more through digital by default. Mm, that's very interesting. That's something, um, you know, we talk about in healthcare all the time, right? So in healthcare, you know, what needs to be synchronous and what 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 can we um, shift to asynchronous so that, you know, the concept of, you know, a doctor works between certain hours um, doesn't become um, a barrier to good health, right? Yeah, I'd love any tips you have on that, actually, because I think the whole world has a lot to learn about the difference between synchronous and asynchronous, like work and communication calibration. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole world is kind of on this <laughs> on this journey now, if, it, if you can mm-hmm. tolerate that that metaphor, but but for sure. Um, this is a bit of a technical question, but I was just curious. <laughs> um, uh, what role did employee surveys play in this? Are you thinking... Are you considering surveying more? Um, just in general, how how do you how do you connect with with employees and get their feedback, and and how will you you know continue to track that as you move through this process? Yeah, we went out as soon as we so we made the decision for everyone globally, all of our employees to go home and work from home um, early for North America, probably on time for um, APAC, um, but we really globally said like. For the health of our people, um, for our part in uh, in the world and the health of others that we care about, we're going to work from home because we can. And with that, within the first week, I sent out a remote working survey. And really, you know, with thousands of employees all over the world, it's the best way to gain context and to be informed um, on an aggregate level of how people are feeling, what are the challenges they're going through, etc. And so we did it then, and then we did another one about a month later. Um, And both of those, what they did was they informed us of the current pulse. They informed us of the challenges, what was working, um, and really were a great indicator that we were thriving through this change with the challenges that obviously came through it. Um, It didn't drive this decision, but it definitely did inform that it was possible. Um, But I realized that we asked all these questions without clarity of the future. And so we're going to be doing another survey probably in about a month. And it'll be interesting to see the results there um, with this new, you know, directional vision of Shopify, which is digital by default. How do people feel about working from home now? Um, Because I think some of the survey response were obviously biased by this is a necessity, we're doing what we can, but I'm going to go back. And now with the reality of we're not going back, how is that going to change the results? Um, But we do tons of surveys and we also do tons of um, one-on-one conversations, interviews, research, because it's so important to get a realistic view of what's going on with your people in your company. Um, I remember 
when we first started thinking about this, I was having a conversation with someone on my team and I brought up digital by default and some of my early thinking. And the person immediately started crying and said, I'm going to quit. And I paused and wanted to take a step back and was like, this is not the direction. Um, but I slept on it and I talked to a few other people and realized that is one reality and that is one reaction. And it's important to get a sense of, of many because what I'm re reminded of through COVID, but always is like, we're on this collective journey, but it's so unique to each individual. And so you need to take time to understand those uniquenesses and then also understand the aggregate of what you can solve for. You are also the your sorry, your role is chief talent officer. So this is also um, an approach uh, to uh, attracting talent. How do you totally. how do you think this is going to help? So far, so good. When we um, when Toby and myself tweeted out and went more external, uh, we had our career page go up significantly in numbers of applicants, which is very exciting to see. Um, we got a lot more hits and a lot more applications. I think people you know, we're excited to buy the opportunity of working anywhere for this amazing company called Shopify. Um, and I'm excited that it's going to continue to do that. I get more excited about um, going to some remote locations around the world where there isn't opportunities for jobs like Shopify and now opening that up. I think there is amazing, diverse talent around the world that we haven't even tapped into. And, you know, I look at every new hire as a new teacher and student of Shopify. And so if we can bring in more great minds across the board, we're only going to get stronger as a whole. And so, like, I just get so excited for, for that and what that's going to do to our culture, our, our product, once again, because it's what we offer. Um, and so ultimately our merchants, but it, it's going to be exciting and great, I believe. Are there barriers that you know, you're, you're looking at that are outside of your control uh, to be able to take down, whether they be, you know, tax consequences or oh, other totally. types of compliance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the fun, gnarly bits that you're just like that. That almost wants that makes you want to take a step back and be like, let's not do it. You can easily talk yourself out of this when you look at infrastructure, taxes, payrolls, entities, all of that. Um, foundational things to just build a team. But then I remind myself, companies around the world have, have built global teams um, in slightly different ways. But if they've been able to do it, then like we just got to spend time. It's not going to happen overnight, uh, nor should it, because it needs a lot more thought and intentionality. But I think it's possible. And the advantage to kind of the first movers being so bold is that we aren't going to be biased by a lot of things. But the disadvantage is we're probably going to mess up quite a bit. Um, but we'll learn along the way. And as long as we're taking those learnings in and iterating, then I'm I'm happy with that direction. But definite, like, I, I'm just as excited by this direction as I am, like, slightly fearful of the challenges that we're encountering and will continue to encounter. But, I mean, that's the best innovation and change that can be is holding both those things. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there's you know, the management saying that, you know, um, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, but I thought it was interesting that in uh, many of the communications coming from Shopify, that rather than this being a strategy that's going to be fed into the culture, it's more uh, digital by default is introducing a new element into the culture. Can, can you help me understand that, that difference? Yeah, I mean, 
it's funny whenever you think about like business books and how everything's described it's kind of like what is culture what is strategy exactly there's multiple definitions for all these things the way that we look at it as you know um a company and what toby and i talk a lot about is what are the mental models that we want to drive decisions across the board what is the environment we can provide that are gonna you know nudge the right behaviors and also attract the right skills and experiences into the company and when you think about digital by default what we're doing here is we're creating a new way of thinking we're creating a new lens to look through um and that is going to change behaviors it's going to change habits um it's going to change what type of people want to come in because i mean i realize that some people are going to decide to leave shopify for as a result of this decision um but that's okay because I mean, not that I want it, but I, I have to be okay with it because it's the directionality of what we're going and, and yeah, the skills, experiences, behaviors that will come with it. Um, when I think about culture, one of the, the biggest, you know, indicators of a cultural change is when language starts to change. And so we spend a lot of time naming things and really, um, really making sure that there's something to hold on to as we go forward. And so that's also why we spend so much time thinking about like, what does this really mean? We could have gone out and just said, we're going remote this X percentage and that's it. But instead we said, no, we're going digital by default. It's a way of thinking, it's a way of being, and it's a lot more visionary um, and an indicator for things to come rather than the execution of what it will be. Very interesting. Um, have you had a discussion about the board? Is the board of directors also going to be part of digital by default? We met with the board yesterday and we actually did do it digitally, which is great, but we didn't talk about whether or not this was going to be the way forward. Probably something we should bring up in the next board meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, listen, uh, I was in a board meeting recently as well. And, you know, what we talked about was that, um, for this particular board, we had recently um, gone on a retreat, so didn't meet at the head office, had gone to um, another location and um, had experienced um, some of the uh, CSR strategy um, of the company. And we were saying like, wow, we are drawing on the well of that experience where we really got to know each other um, Mm -hmm. less as, you know, seats in uh, leather chairs and just more as um, complete humans. Um, But that at some point, given the infrequency of the contact, we're going to have to figure out how to refill that well. Yeah, totally. I actually think you hit on a really important point here, which means digital by default does not exclude the fact that we are going to intentionally come together. You need to have these moments where you are in person and how they accelerate the relationships, the trust, the emotional safety that you can build that will sustain the remote experience going forward. And so we are thinking about when are those moments that we come together? Is it once a year? Um, And I'm not, I don't mean all of Shopify, but I mean like the groups that are creatively co-creating products, supporting merchants, programs, initiatives. How do they come together to build that and how can we accelerate it? I recently did um, a program at Harvard, which was largely remote, but there was two periods over the year where we went on campus for two immersive weeks. And one of the big things I learned there that when you're around other humans for 24-7, you really get to know them um, and you really uncover 
this whole new layer of a relationship. And so some of my early thinking is, you know, even if we're, di- well, with digital by default, what are their intentional moments? And do we want to send people to a camp? where they can be around each other 24-7 to really accelerate? And how can we utilize different moments like that to build it up? Um, But that's a massive change compared to what was for Shopify prior to COVID, which really we had people flying around to come to offices, to come to meetings. Um, It was more rare to be remote and digital than it was to be in person. And we've switched that on its head. So last question, um, uh, in his thread, Toby, you know, put uh, this, um, I'm describing it as a strategic uh, direction, but, you know, he included uh, digital by default on a, on a list with Snow Devil becoming Shopify, becoming venture-backed, uh, going public, and reorganizing uh, the company into product lines. So that clearly, like, like, if that's the company that digital by default is, you know, sitting amongst, clearly um, uh, this is both ambitious and um, just really large in scope. When you lay awake at night, what what has you excited about this? What um, has um, makes you nervous? And um, what else has COVID? taught you about this company? Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll start with the last question. I think COVID was a great reminder of how strong we are, how our, you know, we have our cultural values and we spend a lot of time on our culture and how we show up and we lead by example. But in moments like COVID, no matter what you do, your true colors come out. And what I saw in our environment and through our people was a true representation of the environment and the dedication to bringing amazing humans into this company. Um, And we just showed up and we thrived and, you know, people are resourceful and they're passionate and we have purpose. And so I, I, I fell in love with the company all over again, to be honest, during this. It's probably been part of the most challenging times in my whole career, but seeing that just has has filled me up. Um, and then in regards to what keeps me up for digital by default and the way forward, I mean, I am so excited by the idea that we get to build. We get to innovate and change how we do things because I firmly believe it, we can do this. But also, as we do this, this will differentiate us from so many different companies with the plain ability to adapt and become stronger in moments of where a lot of companies break. And we did break, but we definitely came back stronger. And so the adaptability, the fact that we can become anti-fragile even more so because we don't know what the world's going to throw at us. I think this is a reminder of that. And so um, I, I really get so excited by that idea. And what keeps me up and scares the shit out of me is really just you know, one of our favorite sayings is that Shopify, you get to work on really hard, gnarly problems with friends. And I don't want to lose the with friends. Um, and I know it's going to be harder to create that social network community in a digital by default way. And so my aspiration and my mission here is going to be to try and figure out a way for us to to, to solve for that while leveraging, yeah, the, the ability of what's possible. 
Brittany, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your smarts and your insights and, you know, really allowing us an opportunity uh, to go on what is a great Canadian story and a really fun and novel uh, journey that, that, that you're on. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And I mean, it's early days, so maybe we'll get back together in a year or so and I can give you the the dirty truths of it all, <laughs> what happens over the next few months and years. Right. As we move to certainty, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But honestly, thank you for having me. I really had fun with this.